habebitis autem punctiem in monumentum. Ye shall observe this day for a memorial, a monument. Et celebrabitis eum solemnem domino in generationibus vestris cultu sempiterno. And ye shall keep it holy unto the Lord throughout your generations with an everlasting worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is this passage from the twelfth chapter of the book of Exodus that will be our Magnificat antiphon this evening on this festival of the most precious blood of our Lord. Today's feast does not have, in terms of a feast on the calendar and in the books, it does not have a long history. But theologically and mystically, today's festival takes us all the way back to the sacrifice of Calvary and even beyond the sacrifice of Calvary to our Lord's agony in the garden and even beyond the agony in the garden to the mystery of the circumcision the first shedding of blood blood of the infant Christ. Today's feast is a synthetic feast. Synthetic in this sense that it pulls together, it brings together various facets of the mystery of redemption. It is especially significant that today's Mass has the same Gospel as on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This tells us much about the optic with which the Church would have us contemplate the adorable blood of Christ. It is in some way a prolongation of the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and an anticipation of the Feast of Christ the King. In fact, the Feast of the Precious Blood is in some way a hinge feast. It sums up all of the feasts of the Paschal and post-Paschal cycles ending with Feast of the Sacred Heart, Feast of the Eucharistic Heart of Jesus, if you want to count that. And today, on July 1st, the Feast of the Most Precious Blood. And this feast points ahead. 
If you look carefully at the texts of the feast, from the Epistle to the Hebrews and from the Apocalypse, it points ahead already to November 1st, to the Feast of All Saints. And beyond November 1st, to the Feast of Christ the King. And there's something else. Today's feast has any number of resonances with the Sunday of Divine Mercy. And in fact, with the special graces vouchsafed to St. Faustina. Is it not striking that the verse of the intro, if the intro at Antiphon is taken from the book of the Apocalypse, but the verse is misericordias domini in eternum cantabo, the mercies of the Lord I will sing forever. There is not a saint in paradise now who is not singing in some way with his own accent and with his own history behind him, the mercies of the Lord I will sing forever. And there is not a soul in purgatory who is not singing, the mercies of the Lord I will sing forever. The gradual of this Mass of the Most Precious Blood corresponds to the Epistle of Low Sunday or Divine Mercy Sunday. It's the same text. And so we have to learn, as I've said to you before, we have to learn how to connect the dots given us in the liturgy. There used to be children's coloring books in which you would connect the dots in order to make a picture emerge. And the liturgy gives us a way of connecting the dots. And the whole splendid tableau of salvation history is brought before our eyes in a synthetic manner through the liturgy. This mystery of the most precious blood of our Lord has a long history in the lives of the saints. And in particular, in the lives and experiences and writings of three women mystics. One might even say four, if we were to count together with the three others, St. Faustina. But the three others of whom I am thinking are, first of all, St. Catherine of Siena. St. Catherine of Siena is the great mystic of the most precious blood. And if you haven't yet read the dialogues of St. Catherine, the prayers of St. Catherine, the letters of St. Catherine, all of these things were, of course, dictated to her gentlemen secretaries. She had a whole circle of men uh, who 
surrounded her, the Caterinati, Catherine's chaps, <laughs> and they would uh, take dictations from the great lady. And so she would dictate her mystical experiences and her, her prayers and her letters. And the writings of St. Catherine are, if you'll allow me, the expression drenched in the precious blood of Jesus. She writes always of the precious blood of Jesus. And the second mystic who is characterized by an intense experience of and devotion to the most precious blood is Blessed Julian of Norwich. So if you have read the revelations uh, to Blessed Julian of Norwich, you'll know in what terms she speaks of being immersed in the blood of Jesus and the effects of the blood of Jesus. The third woman mystic of the precious blood is the mother of a Benedictine monk, Don Claude Martin. Claude Martin had a very strong influence on Mother MacTilde. And his mother, of course, abandoned him when he was a small boy to enter the Ursuline Monastery in Tours, causing a kind of emotional trauma to, to little, little Claude. He emerged from the trauma. His mother went off in 1639 to Canada, to New France, as it was then. And uh, Claude, having become a Benedictine monk of the Congregation of St. Maur, wrote to his mother and said, look, you abandoned me when I was a small boy. Uh, you have to make it up to me. I want you to write me an account of all your experiences of God in prayer. And what could the woman say? She had to oblige her son and honor his request. And when one reads Mary of the Incarnation's accounts of her experiences, one is struck by the place of the precious blood of Jesus in her experience of God. And I suppose that for Catherine of Siena, for Julian of Norwich, for Mary of the Incarnation, as for St. Faustina, um, there are three aspects to their contemplation of an experience of the precious blood. The first is that the blood of Jesus is given us to be offered to the Father. This is the reality of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass every day. I'm, I'm so moved when I look up at our crucifix and see the pierced side of Jesus with the blood and water coming out of this pierced side. And I, I sometimes have the impression that it, it comes out of the wound in our Lord's side and, and flows directly into the chalice. It's the same mystery, isn't it? So the first aspect of the precious blood is that the precious blood is given us to be offered to the Father. The second aspect of the most precious blood is that 
the blood of Jesus is poured out for our redemption, doing once and for all, in a bloody manner, what is actualized in an unbloody manner, so often as the holy sacrifice of the Mass is offered. Redemption, considered as the once and for all action of the sacrifice of Christ, is extended in time and in space, and the extension of the effects of the mystery of redemption we call reparation. That is to say, the blood of Christ was shed for us once and is given us anew in the holy sacrifice of the Mass and indeed in some way in all the sacraments. This is something that, that would need to be considered closely, that the precious blood of Jesus is that by which the sacraments, all the sacraments, are efficacious, especially the sacrament of penance, which is a washing clean in the blood of the Lamb. And the blood of Christ is given us for our reparation, that is to say, that we may be repaired by the blood of Christ. Now, to, to repair has two meanings, doesn't it? At least, if we look to the Latin root of the word, it means to restore to integrity, to wholeness, to put back together, but it also means to embellish not simply to restore something, but to make it beautiful. And this is the twofold effect of the precious blood in our souls. We are repaired in the sense of being healed and restored, but also beautified in the blood of the Lamb. The work of adoration and reparation that characterizes our monastic life is at once a reception of the blood of Christ that with water continues to flow from his side in the most holy sacrament of the altar. We sometimes have a, the notion that the blessed sacrament is static. That yes, our Lord is present, but there's nothing really going on. This is an idea that some people have. Whereas the most blessed sacrament is the locus of intense, incessant, perfect divine action. We look at the host and we see what to our eyes is immobility, we see nothing of what is really happening. But the most blessed sacrament is a mystery of 
the priesthood of Christ in action at every moment, offering himself to the Father and repairing us, cleansing us, beautifying us with the outpouring of his precious blood. So that is going on. The precious blood is given us as intercessors so that we might apply it to souls. This is, goes to the heart of what we mean when we speak of intercessory prayer. And St. Therese, while yet a teenager, had uh, an insight into this. When you know the, the episode, uh, she, she opened her prayer book in church and a holy picture stuck out from the pages and the holy picture showed uh, the blood of Christ flowing from the wound in his hand. And Therese was seized by that and said, I must take my place beneath the cross to receive the precious blood and to apply it to souls. So she teaches us something about the work of intercession. And the third aspect of the precious blood uh, is that the blood of Christ is given us for the praise of the Father's glory. The, the, the mystery of redemption, the work of reparation, have a doxological finality. The praise of the glory of God. And this uh, we discover in the writings of St. Catherine and Julian of Norwich, Mary of the Incarnation. These three aspects, the blood of Christ shed for our redemption, applied to us to repair us, to purify us, sanctify us, beautify us, and the blood of Christ given back to the Father, our offering to the Father of a praise that is perfect. The thanksgiving sacrifices of the old dispensation were marked by the shedding of blood. The blood of the victim was necessary even for the sacrifices of thanksgiving, not only for those of expiation. And so it is with us. The blood of Christ is given us day after day at the altar to be received to be offered in expiation, but also to be offered uh, in thanksgiving and to the praise of the glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.